Did you know that God is the God of a second chance? I didn't know in the beginning. Today we're going to be talking about that. Hi, I'm Ed Tame McGlasson with Blessing Other Father Ministries, where we help men become the husband and fathers their family needs. Last week, we were looking at a verse in the book of Matthew 4, verse 19, where it said that Jesus was looking for his disciples of how he called them out. How does God turn a man into somebody he can use? And it says that he called them out, and he said, if you follow me, I'll do what? I will make you fisher of men. And what did they do? They left their nets, and they followed Jesus right away. That's amazing. I don't know about you, but when God called me the first time, I didn't follow. I didn't drop my nets. How about you? That's what we're going to talk about today. How does God get us when we're in the run mode to bring us back into the place where he has made us to be? So we're going to look at a story over the next three weeks on our show here about the person of Jonah. I really relate to this guy. And to kind of start off our time, I want to read a verse that's going to kind of anchor us of understanding who God the Father is and His Son. It's in the book of Isaiah 11:11, one of my favorite verses, because it says this, In that day, says the Lord, I will extend my hand a second time and recover the remnant of my people from Assyria, Egypt, Paphros, Cush, Elam, Sinar, and Hamantha, and from the coastlands of the sea. All of those who ran away from the Lord didn't follow him. God put his hand out a second time. Do you need a second chance with the Lord? Did he ask you to do something? You chickened out, you ran away? This podcast is for you. So how does God do that? Well, I've learned something about the Lord that I'm going to repeat over and over this next three weeks. And number one is this. Every time God speaks, he wants us to discover who we are, who he is, how his blessing and his presence, his name and his favor changes us forever and everyone he calls to love. See, that's what happens when God calls you. He wants to reveal who he is, but he also wants you to understand where you're at that moment. And so here's this story about Jonah. And so when people say, well, what does it mean, Pastor, when God speaks? Let me read to you a verse right from the book of Job 33, 14 through 18. Now listen to this. For God speaks in one way or in two, though a man doesn't perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on a man while they slumber on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and terrifies them with warnings that he may not turn aside from his deed and conceal pride from a man. It goes on to say that he keeps his, our souls back from death and our life from perishing by the sword because of him speaking to us. How many of you have had God speak to you in a warning or in a way that's changed your story forever? Now let's get into the story of Jonah. It says right away in Jonah 1.1, the word of the Lord comes to Jonah, son of Atama, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it. 
for their evil has come up before me. So God calls this guy named Jonah to go to the city and to call out again, to deliver the, the Lord's word to them. As God asked you to do something and you said, here I am, send that guy next to me. <laughs> I've done that in my own life. And see, why were they evil? The reason they were evil is that they didn't have God's presence. They didn't know God's love. They didn't have God's favor in their life like Jonah did. And so God says, I want you to go over there and share with the Lord. Every time you cross the room, guy, or God asks you to go into your wife and do something maybe you've never done before and go bless her or your children or the way you do business. And he's calling you beyond your capacity and beyond that place of comfort in your life. He is trying to bring something that he wants to use you to bring to that other person. And Jonah, what did he do? He Later on in the story, he just runs from the presence of the Lord. And so he, in verse 2, it says, get up on your feet. Imagine having God say that to you, wake you up in the morning, get up on your feet and go your way to this big city of Nineveh and preach to them. They're in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer. That's from the message. God calls him, right? And he says, hey, I want you to go do this. And so what, is, what does Jonah do? Well, we're going to see in this story, he gets up and he runs away for two reasons. Number one, he didn't want to go preach to them. Number two, he didn't like those people. He didn't think they deserved it. Do you got people in your life that you go, that person can go straight to hell. Well, I've had those people in my life too. And what does God do? He says he wants you to go do that. That impossible place in your life. And so I remember a time in my own life when I was, my whole dream was about being a professional football player. I'm at Eagles training camp. I can't sleep one night. And all of a sudden, in the midst of this, I just set the kind of the world record for offensive lineman bench press, 605 pounds. I was in the best shape of my life, thinking that the Eagles was going to be my big breakthrough and I could maybe end my career there. And so what I didn't know is that God had their plans. And so I couldn't sleep one night. I sneaked out of the dorm and I go walking around. They have a lot of soccer fields around there that we use for practice that we converted into football fields. And I'm walking down the middle of the field and I come to where the goalpost is. As I'm walking through this goalpost, I'm kind of acting like a ball in a net, you know. And I walk through there, the, the Lord's voice just stops me in my tracks. Just like Jonah. And he says, now give this up, meaning football, and preach the gospel. <laughs> that was not on my timetable. I was, I was, immediately terror comes into my heart. Has God has ever asked you to do something and your first response is fear? Well, of course. Why do you think the angel of the Lord comes around and shows up every time he interacts with somebody in the Bible, he goes, do not be afraid. Because when God asks you to do something, the first thing that we do is we look at ourselves compared to what he's called us to. And when God called me to preach the gospel, I mean, I love to share Christ with my teammates and do crusades for kids. But to go into ministry full time 
And what was my response? It wasn't, here I am, send me. And it wasn't like the disciples in that story where they left their nets and followed Jesus. They left their business and they walked right with him. No, I looked at him and I'm thinking, I got to negotiate, right? Thinking, God will listen to me. And so what did I do? I said, God, don't you know how much money that I give to the local church? <laughs> I guess it wasn't very much. He wasn't that impressed. But I was terrified, and I was terrified because I was thinking, also, why would anybody want to listen to a football player? I don't know, have much to say. Matter of fact, I even had church people in those days, guys that were kind of professional pastors. I remember an event that I did as a football player, and they said, now listen, you're just a football player. Don't even think about preaching. You got three minutes to share your little testimony up here and you got to stay on the production schedule. And so I got word right away, I was just a football player. So what would you fill in right there? Well, I am just this, or I am just that. How can God possibly use me? Because here's the truth, beloved, when God wants to reveal something to you to do, when he begins to prod you and, and move you, he's not counting on your capacity to pull it off. He's counting on his own capacity in you. And if you'll trust him and take a step towards him, no matter how scary it is, guess what? He's going to meet you there, right? And I'm going to read this verse to you, and, it, and we'll just kind of tie this together. Because so many times we think, even if we run away, God, God, we've kind of left the Lord. You know, I, you know, I sense as I'm sharing this with you today that there's somebody right now, maybe a couple of people, where you have run in your story, and you think that you've blown it with God, that it, you're just too far away. Well, I got to tell you something. Listen to this verse. And this, this one's for you if you're watching. And it says in, in Psalm 139, verse 7 through 10 from the